you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me once again, if you would please, to 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1, and then we're going to find our place also in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 2 Peter chapter 1, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Word of God says this, Second uh, Peter 1 verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. When you see a statement like this in the New Testament, don't gloss over this as this is just part of a salutation. No, he's speaking something over us. Let's read it again. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord, or of Jesus our Lord. Verse three, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that, has that has called us to glory and virtue. Verse four, whereby are given unto us exceeding great precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Second, or First Thessalonians chapter five. We're continuing our series this morning on foundational teachings um, and this is our actually our seventh message in this series. How long are you going to go, Pastor Wayne? Till God says stop. And these these are these are pretty much standalone messages. But at the same time, we are building a foundation in the Word of God, and you can take these messages and listen to them and apply them to your life, and it will give you a working foundation. In the Word of God, these are these messages are again are not all inclusive. They're they're not all inclusive. I could do a series on everything I've preached up to this point, and probably will before it's all said and done. But these are just, we're just skimming the surface with these. So first, uh, First Thessalonians chapter five. I've, I'm in the wrong chapter. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And the very God of, God of peace sanctify you wholly. W-H-O-L-L-Y, not H-O-L-Y. W-H-O, completely. The very God of peace sanctify you completely. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read that verse again. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you this morning about spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. If we don't have this lined up, if we're not sure about this, then everything, everything will be messed up for us. 
Everything will be, if we don't understand, if we don't have a revelation of spirit, soul, and body, everything else will be messed up for us. How do you know that, Pastor Wayne? Because you will think that God relates to you based on your fleshly body, not based on your spirit. I'm going slow because I want this to sink in. God does not relate to us spirit to body. God relates to us spirit to spirit. And we'll see that here in just a few, few moments. Paul makes it abundantly clear in this verse right here that man is a three-part being. You are a spirit. You possess a soul. And you live in a body. I want to say that again. You are a three-part being. You are a spirit, number one. Number two, you possess a soul. And number three, you live in a body. The spirit of man is that which comes from God. The Bible calls the spirit of man the candle of the Lord. So let's turn over to Genesis chapter one, very familiar scripture in Genesis chapter one. If you have trouble finding Genesis, it's the very first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 God said, "This is not this 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 is not this is not uh, this is not Dr. Dumbbell said. This is not Sister So and So said. God said this. Yes, but Pastor Wayne, what about what they're teaching in schools today about about how man evolved from the primordial soup and he was a piece of slime and he crawled up out of the, out of the primordial soup onto land and he grew." grew legs and this and that. that. That is all a lie from the devil. Man did not come, you did not come from slime. You didn't come from, you didn't come from monkeys. You didn't come from, from fish. You didn't come, man was created in the image and the likeness of God. You are the apex of God's creation. You are, you are the, the only thing higher than man is God. Well, what about, what about in the book of Psalms where it says, what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. The Hebrew word there for angels is the, is the word Elohim, which is the Hebrew word for God. You were not created lower than angels. When you die, you're not going to become an angel. That would be a devotion. I done preach myself happy. Genesis 1.26, and God said, let us make man in our image. Keep that in the front of your mind for right now. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. We have, we, because of this, we have delegated authority on the earth. That's another subject entirely. Now turn over to John, St. John chapter 4. St. John chapter 4. Well, why, are you, why, why do you do this, Pastor Wayne? You have us all over the Bible. Because if you didn't see it in your Bible, you might not believe it. 
But if you see it in your Bible, you can't just say, well, Pastor Wayne says. You don't need to go around saying, Pastor Wayne says, or Brother so-and-so says, you need a working knowledge of the Word of God. You need, when somebody says, why do you believe in creation? You need to be able to take them over to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, and show them, God said, let us make man in our image. Man was created as a spirit. God said, God spoke us into existence. God said, let us make man in our image. Man instantly became. Man be, that's what it was. Man was a spirit, but in order to have dominion over the earth, God had to create him a body. Now, I told you, God doesn't relate to us spirit to body. God relates to us spirit to spirit, and I'm gonna show it to you right now. John chapter four, verse 24, God is a spirit. Somebody say spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God relates to you spirit to spirit because you are a spirit. You're not, this, this that you see in the mirror or this that you're looking at up here this morning, this is not the real me. I promise you when we get to heaven, you're gonna look at Pastor Wayne and Pastor Wayne is, is, is gonna be trim and, and fit and he's not gonna be overweight and he's not, he's not gonna have crooked arms and he's not gonna have zits and he's not gonna have ugly. He's going to be perfect in, in the image of God. But I'm gonna look just like I look right now. Can you, show, can you prove that from scripture, Pastor Wayne? When Jesus was resurrected, he walked through the wall and they knew who he was. Why? Because his body didn't change uh, or his physical appearance didn't change. He was just glorified. Your, your attributes won't change. You will look identical to the way you look right now. It'll just be a glorified body. Won't be no such thing as sleep apnea over there. Won't be no such thing as, as flu epidemics over there or Ebola breakouts over there. When we all get to heaven, what a day that'll be. But see, you can have it here on earth right now. Aren't you worried about the Ebola breakout, Pastor Wayne? Ebola can't live in my body. Can't. I had a woman tell me a couple of weeks ago, she said, she, uh, this was on the job. She said, Wayne, don't get too close to me. I got the crud. I looked, her at, I looked her in the eye and I said, crud can't live in my body. She said, well, okay. I ain't worried about the crud. Well, what if you get it? What if I don't? Man, I ain't been sick in about five years except for that one time earlier this year and it was a deliberate attack of the enemy to shut down our revival. It's the only time I've been sick. I don't get sick. John, let's back up a, a, a chapter, John chapter three, verse six. <clears throat> this is when Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. Now, Nicodemus was extremely interested in what Jesus was teaching. He, 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 wanted, he wanted what Jesus had, and he, he even went so far as to say, we know that no one can do the works you do except he be from God. Jesus, see, Jesus didn't dilly-dally about with Nicodemus, though. He got right to the heart of the matter. He said, verily, verily, I, this is verse three, 
I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The only way your spirit is, is like God now is because you're born again. Otherwise, if you're not born again, you have a fallen nature on the inside of you. But when you get born again, you get a new spirit, the spirit of God, and you are identical. Your born again spirit is identical to Jesus. Are you sure about that, Pastor Wayne? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure about that because 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. That word new in the Greek means brand new. Never been used before. You are, a, you are literally a brand new creature and the new never wears off. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, part B says that as he is, so are we in this world. Not the world to come. You, you're not gonna be like Jesus when you get to heaven. You're already like Jesus right now. Glory to God. In fact, let's turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We'll further this point right here. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verses 17 and 18. See, I could, I could go on uh, just on this one point about us being spirit and relating to God, spirit to spirit. I could go on, on, on that, that one point for hours, but I won't. 2 Corinthians 3, uh, 3.17 says, Now the Spirit, or now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. What? You are changed into the same image of God. You didn't ju you didn't ju you're not just a sinner saved by grace. You're not, no, this, the salvation didn't just put, push sins back and, and, and make you a sinner saved by grace. It didn't just give you fire insurance. It changed you completely. My Lord, this is good stuff. I might have to get my own CD. It, it changed you completely. Let me, let me give you, let me, well, <coughs> let me finish reading this verse. Uh, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the, by the spirit of the Lord. Suppose, just, just picture in your mind a big, mean Brahma bull. If you're not familiar with Brahma bull, Brahma bull is the one that's got a big hump on his back, floppy ears. Mean. Mean bull. Mean, born mean. I mean, you know, you don't even have to wave a red flag at him to get him to come after you. Just mean. All of a sudden, one day, this bull decides, I don't want to be a bull anymore. I don't want to be mean anymore. People don't like me. Everybody hates me. Nobody loves me. I'm going to eat a worm. I want to be a sheep. 
I've been watching those sheep over there and everybody loves those sheep. They're meek, they're mild, they're, everybody loves them. They're easy to get along with. I'm gonna be a sheep. So this big black mean bull paints himself white and goes to live in the sheep pen and he's walking around going, Muba, Muba, Muba. Why? Because he's not a sheep. He can't, he tries to go ba, 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 but it comes out Muba. It doesn't work. Why? Because in his nature, he's still a bull. You can paint him white. You can, t you can glue cotton balls all over him to make him look woolly like a sheep, but he's still a bull. The only way he's gonna become a sheep is he's got to get born again. He's got to be reborn into a sheep. The only way that we ever became like God, you couldn't do it through a 12-step program, you couldn't do it through self-help, you couldn't do it through anything else. It took the blood of the lamb and the cross of Jesus to change you from something you were to something you're not. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Said it before, I'll say it again. Righteousness is not what you do. Righteousness is what you are. Holiness is not what you do. Holiness is what you are. Put on Ephesians 4, 24. Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You're, born, you're, you're a spirit, and your born-again spirit is identical to Jesus. Your soul, you, you possess a soul. Your soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. We could say it's your personality. People, people that, that are bipolar, they, they, ha they have a problem in their soul, in their, in their mind, in their brain. They, 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 they're, they're, their synapses aren't firing properly. And in order to get them to fire properly, they have to be on medication or receive a healing from the Lord. The second is the better one. <laughs> that reminds me, we were watching a commercial last night. I think it was last night. Last night or night before last, we were watching TV and a commercial come on and it was a weight loss commercial. And at the end of the commercial, it said, may cause heart valve problems, may cause this, may cause that, may cause death. And I looked over at Judy and I said, my Lord, you'd be better off just being overweight and being done with it with all those, with all those side effects. I mean, newsflash, folks, ain't nobody getting off this planet alive. You will die unless the Lord comes back first. If he doesn't come back first, you are going to die. You're going to. Cracks me up, Geneva, every time this, it's a life insurance commercial comes on. And this woman looks at her kids and says, well, I bought this insurance just in case something happens. And I'll invariably, you can, ask, you can ask Judy back there sitting in the office doing the paperwork. Invariably, when she says that, I yell at the TV, something's gonna happen, you're gonna die. Well, I... You, you're, you're not, you're not going to live, your, your body will not live forever. It won't. But your spirit will and your soul will. How many of us 
would like to be able to receive anything from God anytime we needed it. 100%. Do you know why we don't? I'm glad you asked. Because our minds are not fully renewed to the word of God and we believe that, that a, a lot of times we'll believe, even though we say we don't believe it, a lot of times our actions say that we do believe that God relates to us based on our performance. Our minds have not been renewed to the truth that we are a born again spirit and that God relates to us spirit to spirit. Your mind is your will, your emotions, and your intellect. It is the, it is the Greek word suke. Well, that, that sounds kind of familiar. It's where we get our word psyche, not psychic, psyche, psyche, psyche from. It's, it, it involves the mind, the will, and the emotions. Uh, it, 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 it is the vital force which animates the body and shows itself in breathing of animals. Animals don't have a spirit. Well, Pastor Wayne, do you believe that you're, when your dog dies, it's going to be in heaven with you? I believe that. Why? Because, uh, because I love my dog and God loves me. Enough said. You can believe what you want to. It is the seat of the feelings, desires, affections, aversions. The, the soul regarded as a moral being designed for everlasting life. The soul as an essence which differs from the body and is not dissolved by death. That's Thayer's definition of, that, of, the, of the word soul. The mind, your mind has not been redeemed. It's not. Only your spirit has. Turn over to Romans chapter 12 and I'll show this to you. Most, most of us could quote this. But we still need to, we need, we need to renew our minds to it. We need to see it with our eyes. What you put in your eye gate and you allow to come in through your ear gate will, will affect your mind. That's why it's so important what you look at, what you do or don't look at, what you do or don't hear. You don't want to listen to just anything or anybody. You don't want to look at just anything. I beseech you, Romans 12, 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice. Now watch this. Watch this. Holy, acceptable unto God. Don't ever, 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 ever say again that your body is, is not an acceptable sacrifice to God. Never say that. Why? Because this right here says that it is. God regards your sacrifice as holy and acceptable. So don't ever say anything contrary again. Which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Don't be molded by this world system. Don't do it. This world will try to pour you into their mold and make you look like them. It's, hap it's happening right now as I'm speaking. Why do, you th why do you think that churches are coming under persecution because they refuse, they refuse to, uh, to, uh, to, to endorse same-sex marriages? 
Don't be conformed to the world. And there are some churches who are saying, well, maybe we need to do this. I promise you, as long as I am pastor of the Rock Church, it will never happen here. Never. Why? Because he made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Never. We will love those people. We will minister to those people. We will minister grace to those people. We will treat them with respect, but we will not perform their marriages, and we will not acknowledge that lifestyle because it is a deadly, deadly lifestyle. Amen, Pastor Wayne. Your soul is as eternal as your spirit. Your, your mind will live forever. And the only way that we will properly receive from God is to renew our mind. The word, the, the, it says here, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed. It, it, it's the Greek word metamorpho. It's where we get our word metamorphosis from. It's where a caterpillar spins a cocoon and, 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 and goes in there and goes to sleep for a while and a few days later emerges as a butterfly. It's the same process. But the only way you will, you will change is if you renew your mind to this. This right here. And see, see I've, been, I've been doing this now for, for way more than half my life. Way more than half my life. And I am, I, I'm receiving new revelation all the time. And God has recently revealed it to me how important it is for me to me, me, just me. I, and let, I'm, not, I'm, not de- I'm not dealing with you right now. I'm dealing with Pastor Wayne. It is, it is so important for me to have a, a daily dose of the gospel that, that if I don't, if, if your mind, if you don't, uh, I, and I'm going to include everybody in this one right now, if we don't have a daily dose of the gospel in our minds, our minds will run willy-nilly. They will go in all kinds of directions. Why? Because you are bombarded on a daily basis with, with, with drugs, with sex, with, uh, with all of these things that are contrary to the word of God. And if you don't renew your mind to these things, your mind will go chasing after what it sees. You don't believe me? Try it. Well, Pastor Wayne, you just told me to go out and sin. No, I didn't. I told you to try an experiment. But be ready for the consequences because it will take you places you don't want to go. On second thought, don't go try it. I don't, I don't want you to have to deal with the hurt that would come from, come from that. Do not go try that. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. You can think about it, but don't do it. No, in fact, don't even think about it. The more you stay in this book, the more you renew your mind to this book, when, when the enemy comes and he pokes you, the only thing that will come out is the word of God. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Well, Pastor Wayne, your dog just got killed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, Pastor Wayne, your best friend just died in a car accident. Praise God, I know I'm going to see him again one day. Why? Because I know that my best friend is a Christian. 
when we renew our minds to the word of God, it doesn't matter what kind of news we get, we can, we, we can rest assured on the foundation of that word and you don't have to change your lifestyle with the changing times because your mind is being renewed by the word of God. A man or a woman whose mind is renewed by the word of God, they don't have to worry about, about, about things changing around them because the word of God is consistent and it is constant. And it will keep you relevant, may not be relevant with the way the world's going, but who wants to go that way? They're going to hell. Who, who wants to go that way? Without, if you're taking notes, write this point, you might want to write this point down. Without a renewed mind, your soul will agree with your body and it will bind your spirit. That right there is why most of us, and I'm including me in on this, most of us have trouble receiving from God because we are carnal. I can't believe you just called me that. See, that right there proves, proves my point. You're carnal. Carnal. All carnal means is that we are sense-driven. See, taste, hear, touch, smell. Well, you know, I just, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like praising God. Shut up, body. I didn't ask you how you felt. We're going to praise God. I don't feel like raising my hands. Shut up. We're raising our hands. You're not in charge here. You've got, you got, you got to have that kind of attitude because if you don't, if you don't, your body, your body wants to be a couch potato, I promise. On Saturdays, yesterday, yesterday, prime example. Yesterday I got up, went in the kitchen, fixed myself a sandwich. You ate a sandwich for breakfast? Why, yeah. Food's food, man. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I'll eat gravy and biscuits for supper and I'll eat a sandwich for breakfast. I don't care. <laughs> but I get up, go fix myself a sandwich, plop down in my easy chair, hit that button, raise the footrest up, and I watched six hours, six hours of the rifleman. What? Yeah. Couch potato, baby. Couch potato. Why? Because my body said, let's don't do anything today. And my mind said, okay, I agree. But before I did any of that, before I, before I walked into the kitchen and fixed myself something to eat, before I plopped down in my easy chair, I got into the word of God for a little while. Why? Because my spirit man said, uh, let's go. We need a little bit of nourishment before we start this day out. See, you got to feed your spirit. You, you got, thank you, Holy Ghost. The same way your body requires food to survive, your spirit man requires a daily dose of the word of God to survive. 
Your soulish man, your mind, your will, and emotions require a daily dose of something to sustain them. And if you're feeding your mind on the wrong thing and you're carnal, you're sense-driven, and you're watching the wrong thing, you're listening to the wrong thing, guess what? Your body's going to follow it to the wrong thing. The body is the house or the part of man that allows him to have access on this earth. I want to say that again. Your body is the part of you that is the, it, it is your house. It, it is what gives you access on this, uh, uh, to be on this earth. Mark chapter 5, uh, we're not going to turn there, but you, you, can, you can read it in your own time. Mark chapter 5, when Jesus came into the, into the land of Gadara, he saw there a man possessed by a legion of demons the man came out and he, he, the Bible says that he had supernatural strength. He could break chains. They tried to bind him and he could, they couldn't bind him. He broke chains. He was running around naked like a wild animal. And, and Jesus cast this legion of demons out. But before he did, before he did, the, the demons said, don't cast us into outer darkness. Let us go into the swine. Why? Because even a pig has more authority on this earth than a demonic spirit. That, that lie that the devil made me do it, Geraldine didn't know what she was talking about. Flip Wilson, for those of you that are having a little trouble with that reference. The devil made me do it. No, that's a lie. The devil didn't make you do it. The devil talked you into doing it. You agreed with him and he took you hooked put a hook in your nose and took you where he wanted you to go. In order for that, why do you think when your body dies, your spirit goes to be with the Lord? Because without the body, you can't be here. You can't. You have to have a body. That's why Jesus had to come as a man in order to function on the earth, you have to have a body. We've done read this, Romans chapter 7, verse 18. Uh, no, uh, Romans 12, 1. Let's turn over to Romans 7, 18. It's just a few pages back from where we were. Romans 7, 18. For I know in me that is in my flesh. See that little parenthesis that little parentheses in my flesh, Paul had to qualify it. He's not talking about his born again spirit. He's talking about his body, his flesh. Dwelleth no good thing for the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I, I find not. No good in your flesh. That's why it's so imperative that we operate out of the spirit. That's why it's so imperative that we be spirit-led. You can't, you can't could, you, could you imagine the Apostle Paul being here, talking, talking to me, put my arm around him. You know, Paul, old buddy, I just feel like the Lord. What? You what? You What? There is no place in scripture where Paul said, I feel like the Lord is, no. 
The just shall live by faith, not feelings. But Pastor Wayne, you don't understand. I've got pain in my body. I've got pain in my head. I've got this. I've got that. That is not a representation of your born again spirit. It, according to the word of God, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, by his stripes you were healed. Healing is in your spirit and you've got to get it from your spirit out into your body. And it does, your body will tell you, well, I just don't feel like doing this. You've got to say, shut up, body. We're going to do this. You've got to take authority over your body. That is not easy, ladies and gentlemen. The best candy on the planet, bar none, plain M&M's. Bar none, plain M&M's. I passed away and I like Snicker bars. Well, then good for you. I like them too, but M&M's are better. Plain M&M's, that's the stuff right there. My flesh, every time we're, Marie, every time I'm walking through the grocery store, I see that 40, 48, 48 ounce bag of M&M's. That joker's 10 bucks, Gary. Big old bag of M&M's. Every time I walk by it, my flesh says, get that. And I even, from time to time, I reach, I reach for it. Why? Because my flesh likes M&M's. You can tell that by looking at me. I don't miss too many meals. I prayed and asked God to make me a big preacher and I gained 150 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like M&M's and if I ate M&M's all the time, I wouldn't be able to stand up here and preach. Why? Because I wouldn't be able to get through the door. I can't, you can't survive on M&M's. As much as I would like to think you can, you can't. Best, best chip on the planet, nacho cheese Doritos. Give me a Mountain Dew and a bag of M&M's and a bag of Doritos and heaven, I'm in heaven but I can't survive on that. Why? Because it'll kill me. I have renewed my mind to the truth that I can't survive on M&Ms and Doritos and we've got to renew our minds to the truth that whatever the word of God says about us is the way it is. It doesn't matter what our body says. Glory to God. Tired of being body driven. Tired of being mind driven. Time to be led by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Your body is not the real you. It's not. This is not the real me. Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the 70s, he won, he, 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 was, he was put into the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's most perfectly developed body. Right? Arnold Schwarzenegger's 1970s body has absolutely nothing on my born-again spirit. Not a thing. 
makes him, makes him look like a swizzle stick. Why? Because my born again spirit is perfected. And when my body catches up with my spirit, look out. You're a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. We need to be spirit man conscious, not body conscious, not mind conscious. When we become spirit man conscious and start living out of our spirits, that's when things will start happening for us. Amen. Well, if you need prayer this morning, we would love to pray for you.